Hello, and welcome to the Time Management Ninja podcast. This is Craig Jarrow, and uh, this is episode number one. I've been wanting to do a podcast for TMN for quite some time, and uh, I'm now doing that using Anchor FM. So this is the first episode, and we'll be talking all about the iPhone 10 today. Be uh, chatting with one of my good friends, Ken, about uh, the new device that we both have. In the future, I'll be sharing time management tips, productivity, and uh, all kinds of things that you read about on the TMN website. So I hope you'll tune in, drop me a line. You can actually call into the show and leave questions. So please do that for future episodes. Without any further ado, let's talk about the iPhone 10. Hey, Ken. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Well, this appears to be working, and I think I can trim it. So I guess I'll just like do an introductory sentence, and then we'll go, okay? <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Well, we're here today to talk about the iPhone 10, and I'm joined by my good friend, Ken Britz, and uh, I think we've both been iPhone fans since the beginning, and uh, this is definitely a new phone, and we're both uh, excited to have one, which we both do have one now. Um, so we're here today to talk about initial impressions and what we think about the device, and uh, so Ken, why don't you start? What, what, what was the biggest difference for you going to the 10? Uh, it was the face ID and the screen, honestly. Um I think um, I was actually impressed with uh, when I got my phone. It it's about the same size as the seven, but you know when you turn it on, it's drastically different. So, right. I, I mean, I think the the size is an important component because for me, I think it's all about like you just said, the home button, the the well, sorry, the face ID, the screen, and, and the size. And it's nice to have such a huge screen but yet it's still a pocket-sized device you can hold in one hand and for me i can fit it in my front pocket which is important to me and i can't do with the iphone plus did you have the plus previously no no i i don't uh, that's the one of the main reasons i didn't get the plus was the size i mean the um i think you and i had discussed last year when we were you know discussing whether we should get the seven or the plus and i think we both ended up getting a seven i think because the camera wasn't compelling enough, you know, to go to like yeah. a, a, a yeah. phone that just doesn't fit your single hand use, you know? So. Yeah. It, the camera definitely excited me on the plus and it had the additional features over the basic uh, phone. But this time around, you got the iPhone 10 as the most advanced camera that you've got in any of the phones. Yes. It's very similar to the one in the iPhone eight with a few additional features with the uh, uh, feature on the front camera for the selfies and such in the portrait mode. But let's go back. Let's start with the big thing, because I think the big thing that everybody who's listening to this is probably wondering is about no home button and the face ID, which are kind of hand in hand. Right. Mm -hmm. yep. There's no there's no home button. And we've had a home button on these the, on the iPhone for 10 years. So for me, definitely a lot of muscle memory to overcome. It's definitely a different experience, you know, using a phone, home button. You still you know kind of feel your button. Um, and then, of course, Face ID, which, you know, everybody's seen the videos and seen how easy it is to set up. I actually reset it the other day, and uh, it's easier to set up and quicker to set up than Touch ID ever was. And in use, I mean, for me, I just quickly always go back to that phrase that it's, it's like magic. I mean, it just works. It works no matter how you're using it. It works at night. It works with sunglasses. It works on the go. I, I really haven't had you don't even think about it after you've used Face ID for a short time. What has your experience been? Uh, it's been pretty good. In fact, uh, I wanted to mention, I uh, went to trade in my seven yesterday, right? Cause they have this great um, 
I don't know, boxing experience. Like if you, when you do the up, iPhone upgrade program, they send you the new phone and then they, right behind it, they send you a, a trade-in kit. Okay. I went to do all the steps to prep the iPhone 7 to send it back. And I found myself already, you know, um, three days later, four days later, already like swiping up to open the screen. <laughs> Even nice. though there's a home button on it. Um so, so it, 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 I think it's very easy to adopt, you know, because you, you just look at it and you know it's unlocked, right? Because the little unlock icon comes up and you just swipe up and you're, you're it, I think the other thing is that I think Face ID is a little bit slower than Touch ID, but the um, the second yeah. step where you have to swipe up kind of, um, I guess, mitigates that, right? It gets you ready for right. for using Yeah, the- I've seen some of the videos where people are trying to measure the milliseconds of how long it takes Touch ID versus Face ID. I really haven't noticed a difference. It is definitely that fast that you really don't notice it. And yes, I, if you do it as one motion, hey, I'm swiping up and the phone's opening, It just it just happens and it's not a delay or anything like that. It is funny if you haven't, you know, when you start using face ID for the first time, one of the first things I always noticed was you start staring at that little camera at the top of the phone, but you don't have to do that. You just have to be looking at your phone. You don't have to stare at the camera, but I always kind of find my eyes drifting up to the, the, the notch there, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I look for the, now I start, I look for the haptic, the haptic feedback, right? So if it doesn't recognize my face, it gives a, it gives a tap, right? So you, okay. you do know that it's not, um, it's not registering your face so right that's what i do so i'm when i hold the phone and pick it up but it doesn't recognize my face it gives a little um right tap so but i think we both agree that the face id is awesome it just works and you know apple did not come out with something that was inferior to the touch id in fact i think this definitely moves the user interface forward and, and i think later on we'll talk about some of the ui changes and stuff but to me it really feels like Everything that Apple's been doing over the last couple of years with the last couple of iOS releases has been moving towards this Face ID feature, even though we didn't know about it until just now. For example, the way that notifications have been moving on the home screen. Now, when you look at your phone, when it's locked, it unlocks and your, your notifications will actually expand and show you the information just based on the Face ID. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and that's, that's a good change, actually, because I've always had like the security on my phone. Like when it's locked, I just get that right. I, got a, I got a message and there's nothing I have to actually open up my messages to actually look at it. So this is good where you can actually know you got a message, but you actually have to access, you know, unlock the phone to actually see what the message is now. So that's a, that's a nice um, security paradigm shift where it's uh, mm-hmm. not really uh, tied into, um, uh, you know, you have, you don't have to go into privacy settings to turn that on and off. You just, it's not, right. it's now there by default. And that's the other thing about face ID is the um, password protection. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've seen this or not. You go onto a website and you want to, you know, log onto a website and, you know, go into your iCloud, you know, one of your saved passwords. Well, on Touch ID, it never, you just tap on your Safari, you just tap the password, and you, you enter it and that's it, right? But with the Face ID, it actually has to, it does another authentication, which is nice. So yes. that, if somebody has your phone and it's unlocked or whatever, they can't just, I don't know, log into websites and stuff. So I guess that's another security feature. Say you're, you know, they want to get into a banking website or something. So, yeah, no, I agree. And, and, you know, I think a lot of people were wondering, does it work with all your other applications? And yes, it it works pretty much anywhere. The touch ID works. So, um, and a couple of places that have been added, which are really nice. I'm a big fan of the uh, app uh, one password. I use that for a lot of my secure uh, information and passwords and boom, it works with face ID. They upgraded for that. 
my banking app works with face ID right away. So it's, it's really nice. So I want to mention, um, we talked about the home button, but there's a, there actually still is a, a kind of a paradigm that sits on the screen, right? Which is the home bar, which is that little yes. bar that sits on the bottom of the screen. And I like the fact that when you unlock your phone and when you dismiss an app, they're the same gesture, right? And you, you swipe up and your home screen comes up and then you go on an app and you're done with the app, you swipe up and it kind of animates back in, you know, kind of zooms away and pops back into its app, right? And it's app mm -hmm. icon, which is um, buttery smooth, but you're, it, you get so used to that very fast because it's the same gesture over and over and over again. So I think, yeah. I think that's another thing that you and I talk about, like muscle memory, you, you t used to tap in the home screen, right? Coming out and now this swipe up is, almost identical now yeah becomes, and that home bar i think we'll get to that as well that but that's a unique paradigm in itself you do some new things down there at the bottom of the screen um you, you're a big fan of reachability and you can swipe down on that home that little sliver at the bottom of the screen to bring down reachability yep. i'm a big fan in using it left right you can you know flip between apps which is a cool gesture you used to be able to do some stuff at the edge of the screen but this is much smoother and much easier at the bottom of the screen to just flip between apps I'm yeah i like impressed. that i used to um i used to do the app switcher right get to the multitasker and flip over to the app that i want but just swiping over usually i'm only i have one or two apps that i'm using like immediately so i just want to swipe over to the one that i want to look at and the next swipe brings you back to where the last one was so um, okay that's nice well, we talk go ahead no that was not i like that feature i really do um did you did you see the uh, app switcher capability where you do like a a swipe up with a pause. Yes. Yeah. So the app switcher that, that was when you used to double click on the home button, you would get the app switcher. Now you just pull up and then pause and you get the cards, you know, showing all your open apps. That that's very convenient. Mm -hmm. Um, the one thing I would like to talk about that, that should be changed there is I would like to see, be able to just swipe those cards away without having to pause first and hold it to get the little minus sign and such, but that's a minor detail. Let's let's talk about the screen. Let's stay at the high level for now. I think we definitely have some UI stuff we'll talk about either later and or even our ne next episode. But we've talked about Face ID. We've talked about the home button. I think the next big thing that really separates this device, as we mentioned, is the screen and having that large screen and such a pocketable device. But it's not just that. You know, going to the OLED screen, it just pops, right? I mean, the color on this thing is great. Um, you know, there's been other manufacturers that have had OLED screens, but this is the first one on an iPhone, and it just really, the color shines. It's super bright. Um, it, it's just really nice screen. And, and I think that combined with the size, you know, the apps that have been updated for the iPhone 10, which most of the, the big players have, have updated their apps at this point, you just get that much more real estate in a, in a handheld device. So whether it's looking at my to-do list or looking at notes or whatever, it just really just is, is a nice experience scrolling up on that extra tall screen. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the screen? Yeah, and they brought a lot of the features that, that the iPad Pro and I think the eight even had, right, which is the true tone display, mm -hmm. um, just the, the, the brightness level, of the screen, the crispness of it. And those um, it's Apple's custom GPU just makes the animations on that screen. Just I guess the best way to describe it is like buttery smooth. So um, yes. the one uh, thing I've heard about it is that if you tilt your screen just slightly, you get a bit of a blue shift. But I think that's even on the uh, our regular LED screens on the 7 and the 8. But it's not noticeable. It's noticeable if you pay attention to it. But otherwise, yeah, you don't, you don't pay attention to it, for honestly, me. Because I mean, you're looking at the phone when you're using it. And 
Exactly. You know, I mean, for me, I have to tilt it like almost 70 degrees to really get that, you know, dramatic blue shift. And you're really not looking at your phone at those type of angles. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, the colors are just, just pop off the screen. It just really shines for me. And again, and I, agree, I agree with you, you know, while there's other, been other screens, the custom Apple implementation here is, is really nice, which when you talk about the screen, immediately people start asking about the notch and the, you know, the little cutout that happens at the top of the screen Everybody's made a big deal out of that since the iPhone 10 announcement has been, you know, some people have made fun of it. I'm going to have to go with the side that, you know, once you start using the phone, you don't even care or notice it. Um, I do have a couple small comments about it, but overall it just, that's where the little camera is and that's what enables the face ID and it stays out of the way. It's still part of the taller screen, but being a cutout, you, you really don't notice it at all. I, I don't notice the notch when I'm using the phone. What about no, you? No, I mean, the, honestly, the only thing I notice with the notch is the apps that aren't updated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? the, yes, yes. The apps that haven't updated. Um, talking to you, Trello, Spotify, a few other people. Anyway, but, you know, I think Apple's probably happy if, if notch gate is the only thing that said, said about this phone, you know, we don't have to worry about anything. Um, but again, it really doesn't bother me. The only thing I will say is it is different when you have the phone on. And, you know, you used to have that bar, we've had it for 10 years across the top of your phone that had all your little details from your signal strength to the clock, to Wi-Fi, to do not disturb mode. It is a little different to have them separated on the left and the right, but it almost becomes like their little home place, right? You know, you know, the time's on the left, you know, this is on the right. It kind of works well. Yeah, um, the, 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 I guess they call it the ears, the top yeah. and the right. Um, I have a problem with it because that's where reachability comes into account. Right, <laughs> <So>. right. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> Don't worry about it. little background noise is good. Yeah, um, my little daughter, she's looking for her iPad. But I, here's where reachability and the not, and the, the corners of the screen become a problem for me, actually, is um, I use reach. Yeah, I think you mentioned earlier, I use reachability a lot mm -hmm. and I'm having trouble with it on this phone. Um, and the and I figured out the reason for it is that the home bar is very low. Right. Yes. I have to reach down with my thumb to swipe down, whereas on my older phone, my seven it was just a, it was just a, um, a double tap on the on the Touch ID, you know, the home button, and it came mm -hmm, down, mm -hmm. and I could do it. But here, it's the screen is so much taller that I have to swipe, the, and the home bar is at the literally at the bottom of the phone. I have to push down and then reach up. So it's, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. <laughs> and and you know, for those who don't know what reachability is, that's the feature where you used to be able to lightly double tap on your home button. It would bring the screen down so you could reach the top of the screen. It is definitely a little bit of a learning curve to do that movement on this phone with the home bar being so low, like you're talking about, you got to get it just right or else you miss it. And I find with a case on, it's actually sometimes hard to get exactly where you need to get down there with the home bar. I don't use rich reachability as much as you do, but I definitely uh, understand that that that's kind of tough to implement. Yeah. For me, I mean, I just, I'm just a, I, as much as I can, I like to use my phone one handed. So, um, yeah. In fact, um, I, I had to uninstall uh, Microsoft's Wordflow keyboard, which is like yep. um, it's kind of a kind of a like a flexi where you just kind of swipe your finger around to the word the letters you want and it spells the word. Uh, it was it's completely not ready for iPhone X, so I had to I had to basically delete it. <laughs> so yeah, for now it's just it was not compatible at all, and 
it was spell it was making words that weren't even autocorrect, <laughs> autocorrect could not fix <laughs> yeah i want to make one more comment about the the, the notch or the, the upper part of the screen and then i want to talk about some of the swipes because it is a new interface with a lot of the different swipes not just the home action um but the only other thing I would say about the, the, the notch or the separation of the status indicators at the top, while I, while I like it for some things to keep it left, right, that type of thing, there's not as much real estate across there. So certain things do not display at the top of your screen anymore. For example, you get a battery indicator, but you don't get your battery percent anymore. You can't turn that on. You get that in control center when you pull down from the top right, which we'll talk about. Um, you can see the battery percentage there. The same with uh, you and I talked about this the other day. Do not disturb. You know, I was in a movie recently and I turned on Do Not Disturb and uh, it does not show at the top of the screen. So when I had left the movie many hours later, I didn't realize that Do Not Disturb was still on because that little moon symbol doesn't show at the top of the screen. I had to pull down Control Center again to see it. So I think the loss of real estate is a, is, is a little bit different. Yeah. And, and to get that natural swipe up capability off of the home bar or face ID, you lost that um, the old paradigm of the seven in previous phones was to swipe up to get the, to get the control center. Right. Yes. Yet, yet, yet another muscle memory we've got to overcome. So let's talk about the swiping. Cause there's a lot of new actions that we've, we've mentioned a few of them already, but obviously the big one is you swipe up for home. So wherever you press the home button, you swipe up, but that means you don't swipe up for control center. And there, you know, there's some other changes like we've talked about there. Control center is now in the upper right. So if you pull down from that, that corner, you get the control center and it, Looks like it has since they went to iOS 11 with all the new buttons you can customize and such. And then on the upper left, you pull down, you get the notification center with all your notifications. So things have moved around a little bit. I definitely find myself still looking for control center at the bottom. It'll take me a while to overcome that. But reaching that up for me, holding the phone in my left hand, it's hard for me to reach that upper right corner um, to pull down control center. So I do, <laughs> I do notice that quite a bit uh, when I'm going for control center. Again, that's even hard with reachability, right? You, even you draw it down, you still have to you still have to reach all the way across the phone to grab right. that grab that corner and pull it down. Right. Um, honestly, I would think that I would have swapped the ears. Honestly, I think I would have put the um, uh, control center on the left hand side because it would be easy to grab on reachability. Um, well, easy for <laughs> easy easy if you're holding it in the left hand, right? Yeah, if you're left handed, that's right. That's right. If you're right handed, that's actually. I, I, that's a that's a user uh, a usability uh, user interface issue that I would uh, pick with Apple. There, they've really changed this a little bit in terms of there now is some left and right handedness to the device. And I don't ah, know so do you think that maybe they could add something to an iOS update that's similar to the watch, where you can you set can. the the handedness of the watch, right? The orientation and the handedness of your watch can be changed, so the phone could be a one handed. Yeah, they, they could. I don't know if they'll let you flip it like that. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying. But that's one of the things that's definitely gotten me. So let's keep on the, the swiping around. So and I'm going to very quickly get back to the handedness. Um, I, I use the uh, the spotlight search to do a lot of things, whether it's looking for information or launching apps. That's how I jump around on my phone. So it's a lot of swiping up to open the phone, swiping down to pull down spotlight, you know, that type of thing. There's there's mm -hmm. quite a bit. Um so, and in fact, you can be doing a reachability swipe and then a spotlight swipe on top of each other. So there's a lot of swiping to move around, um, swiping on the home bar, like we talked about, to switch between apps. Um, so, yeah, getting back to the handedness, um, I think it's very interesting that they moved some of the, well, the, the physical button is gone. They've moved some of the functionality that was originally on the home button 
to the right hand button that what was the power button is now used for Siri. It's used to buy apps. It's used for Apple pay. And there's a big one to me that really stands out about now the phone is, you know, got some handedness to it. I, I again have trouble activating that button with my left hand. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about them moving that out of the center of the phone and moving it over to one side? Uh, I, I don't understand the, the two-step authentication of, of like downloading an app to your phone now. Like, like if I want to grab an app uh, out of the app store, I have to look at my phone and then double tap to purchase. And it's like, well, I already, I'm already looking. Touch ID never had this. Touch ID was touch it, authenticated, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, did, I mean, did, did they just disconnect the, that feature where it's, you know, one is to authenticate yourself and two is to actually physically touch to authenticate. And now they're doing it to say, Hey, look at the phone and then touch the, you know, side button, you know, don't yeah. the side button. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know the purpose of that either. I, I actually wonder if that'll be cleaned up. And by the way, some of these user, users, you and I are digging into the UI a lot, but yeah. some of these are some small, small little things that can yeah, be Yeah, you don't use it that often, but it's just the kind of like, if you're used to doing something a certain way, again, you, the muscle memory is like, no, oh, that's interestingly different. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't see the need for that double click on that right button when you're buying an app. Before you just used to hit, you know, buy it, and then it, you know, would do the touch ID now the face ID, which it still does. But there's no need for that second that second button press. But you know, the same with Siri, the same with Apple Pay. It's now over on that side button versus being in the center of the device down at the bottom. Um, I will say, Face ID works great for Apple Pay. I used it last night actually in a Walgreens. Um, you just double tap that right button. You actually do the Face ID first. And then it tells you to hold the device over the over the payment terminal. So that works very well, very smooth. Do you think that just um, would that? Do you think that would just move you towards maybe using your watch more? You know, uh, did you just leave your watch over the? I don't know. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. Apple Pay works great on the app on on the Apple Watch. I, I shy away from it. If I have my phone, I usually just use my phone for the Apple Pay. There's something weird about hold, holding your wrist upside down over a payment terminal. You know, you're not looking at the screen at that point. It just doesn't feel as great. Yeah, and, you know, with the, with the phone, you're looking at it. You when see you're the in there, your your phone is out, right? You're you're kind of in a queue, so your right. kind of inclination is to pull out your phone to check stuff. And well, well, while it's out, I'll just use Apple Pay here. <laughs> no, and Apple Pay on the on the phone. On the, sorry, Apple Pay on the watch is great, but you know, until we get to that point where we're not carrying the phone, or you know, then I think you'll end up using your phone. Yeah. Um, and then sticking with that side button, you know, Siri, you know, I have a love-hate relationship with Siri. <laughs> we um, could talk about so that on another. That's a whole nother episode. We yeah. could do an entire episode on Siri and productivity with Siri. Yeah. But um, you double-click that. Uh, no, sorry. You hold the side button for you know, a second or whatever to get Siri to come up. I do find myself a little bit more just saying, you know, calling out Siri's name, which I'm not going to do here on this podcast, but to activate Siri um, as opposed to hitting that button. So maybe they're encouraging that a little bit by the user interface change there. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I find myself using it more, um, like you know, hey dummy, you know, yeah. let me do something or or send a message or something, and it, it's responsive. It's just we should talk another episode about Siri. Yeah, we'll Siri's do a whole other episode. It's got some good things that it does, but it's got some hilarious. Um, errors and issues yes <laughs> so yes um, um well i'm convinced that it sends a message to tim cook every time i swear at sarah but, uh, 
Anyway, anyway, let's 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 go ahead and wrap things up for today by just kind of summarizing, and then we'll do another episode, go deeper into the iPhone 10, some of the use usability, uh, some of the apps that have been updated to, to utilize it. But I think we're both in agreement that if you're thinking about the iPhone 10, it really is that leapfrog device. Um, you know, everybody looked at you know why they released the eight and the ten, but the ten just really shines with Face ID. I which... actually think of it as a um, they released. Back when they released the first iPhone, uh-huh. they released an iPod, right? And I feel mm-hmm. like the eight is the is the iPod, right? It's the yeah. previous generation, and the ten is the is the new iPhone. I agree. Sets the bar. I agree. So. And I think they'll sell they'll sell quite a few eights with with people that maybe don't want to make the leap yet because it is a new you know paradigm in the user interface. But I, I truly believe this is a leapfrog product that takes them at least a generation ahead or two of the competition in terms of the usability, the face ID, the beautiful screen, and, and of course, just the speed of the device, which it just flies. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to thank you, Ken, for joining us today. Uh, we'll definitely uh, get together again sometime in the near future to talk about more around the iPhone 10. And uh, so thank you very much. Yeah, thanks. Great. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.